0: Podcast.
1: We are your hosts and favorite Salem tour guides.
0: My name is Sarah Black.
1: And I'm Jeffrey Lilly.
0: And today we have a very special, spooky guest for you Tom Valor, aka Tom the Tour Guide. He is our first practicing witch joining us. And I'd say uh, probably the best representative we could get to talk about Satanism.
1: I mean, yes.
0: Yeah. Yes to all (laughs) the above, I'd say. So welcome, welcome, Tom.
1: I'm. I got to Not sure our first practicing witch, but
0: who was our first practicing witch? Um, Erica.
1: Yeah. No, okay. Angelica.
0: Angelica. Okay. A lot of people
2: probably are that you didn't even realize. That we. Yeah. You're also. Right. I, I think there's probably a couple. Well, some. There. Some of us aren't goth, and you can't tell, right? Yeah.
0: Well, it's definitely going to be a topic of conversation today. So excited yes. to hear your perspective. Thanks Tom, Thanks for the tour guide.
2: Me. I've listened to you guys like in clips and stuff before, and it's always like your voices sound so nice, and you go back and forth so well. <laughs> we I get feel that. Like we I get, get to, that I have to like blend in with you as you speak. You're like, "Hi, this is me," and me. I want to to just pop in and be like, "And it's me, Tom," and Tom as well.
0: Well, hey, you're a tour guide. You've got the voice for it, so I think we're gonna be just fine here.
1: You know, and I hate the sound of my own voice. I hate it. It you get you get a little used to it, but it's still a little a little strange.
0: Our podcast popped on in my headphones the other day on accident and I didn't realize it was me for a second I was like oh this sounds pretty good (laughs) who is this oh shoot it's us
1: yeah you also you talk differently
0: I know I have different modes yeah for tour time like actual being on tour do you do you have like a tour persona or is it just you
2: it switches because I naturally code switch a lot because I've always hung out with lots of poor people, but then also lots of fancy and rich people like kind of back and forth. So I can be like, as sometimes it, it's all mixed together. I have a very unprofessional delivery on my walking tours. And I say yo and dude a lot and stuff like that.
0: You're very casual, but it's so entertaining.
1: I think that's probably, I mean, that's kind of how I like to address things as well. I'll do like, I'll be staying I'll like, pause to think. I'm not ever pausing to think. I'm just, like, acting like it's more natural conversation. I'm like, yeah, well, uh And then I continue. People like, oh. I'm like, no, no, that's
2: – it's a, it's a good way to make a joke that way. You have to pretend you just thought of it. <laughs> yeah. and so I, I After doing tours for a while, I realized um, watching, like, George Carlin stand up, like, how does he speak so fast and come up with those things so quick? And it's he didn't just come up with it. He has been – not only did he come up with it and practice it, but he practiced it in front of an audience. And the by the time they're filming it, that's, like, the last performance yeah. or so. So he's really got it down, and he's – You know, well, I won't swear, but you know what he says. (laughs)
0: He's worked on the delivery, yeah. So how long have you been a tour guide in Salem? Well, I kind of,
2: every time this comes up, I always have to think about it because I kind of forget. So it's been just about 20 years. Wow. So, yeah, and I've worked for, you know, multiple different places. uh, So, you know, my whole adult life. And I started with it because um, when I got to Salem, I had a background in, like, acting and stuff. And people were like, oh, you know downtown has tour guide type of thingies so you might be into that. And then I met a bunch of old witch ladies and interesting <laughs> people that I just fell into it all.
0: <laughs> so were you, which came first tour guide or practicing witch?
2: Um, what first, the first thing was Halloween. Um, what really like I almost, when I was a teenager, like almost moved out of Salem, but what really brought me back was I just loved Halloween then uh, the tour guide thing was just kind of a job. And through that is when I began to learn uh, about the witchcraft and history and occultism. And one of the connections that I always make is that Halloween is about honor and respect for the dead and, I kind of found my way here in Salem and it's almost like the dead brought me here to tell their stories, I feel like.
0: Oh, I feel like that sometimes too. Yeah, Like I think sometimes we forget, you know, you do it every day, but then there are moments where you take a second to look around. You may be in the Salem Witch Trials Memorial surrounded by those names of these innocent people while there is absolute chaos of October swirling around you, but at the end of the day, we're there to tell their stories. And no matter how insane it gets, here, and we've all been through a couple Octobers, you've been through many Octobers at this point, Um, the story still has to be told. So we do have a very special job in that respect. I got to say, we ran into you uh, Halloween night. (laughs) I have a video I'll have to show you after this (laughs) interview.
1: It's me being a dick. I mean, no, you were just <laughs>
0: astonished. So we went out on the streets Halloween night this past Halloween. Don't usually do that because, you know, we're all exhausted. Dude, we're, we,
1: we retire. We're like, we're done. It's three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Shut in.
0: But we actually put costumes on and we wanted to see what it was like. It's been a long time since I've ventured out onto the streets. And what do you know, we're walking down S6th Street right around the old town hall and we see you, Tom Valor, in the middle of the chaos with a full tour group. On Halloween, surround, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And then Walking there was Jeffrey.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And in this video, Jeffrey's like, he's fucking insane. He's <laughs> insane. That's and crazy. The guy went
2: up to you and I was like,
0: what the fuck are he you doing? Why oh would you do gosh, this? It my gosh. It was incredible to see. It was I, absolutely incredible.
2: One of the things that I like to do on extra busy days is to you know, bring the tourists into the crowd with my group. And I'll explain to them beforehand. I'll say, we're going to go into the crowds and we're going from here to there. And I'll point in the distance. I'll be like, that's where we're going. You know, and then I'll I'll be like, it looks like it's a 30 second thing. Let's see. And then oh. I'll just go. <laughs> um, and that that's pretty funny. But yeah, like one of my favorite, my other favorite things is when, you know, when it's really, really busy on Essex Street, if you just turn and face the group and walk backwards, um, People tend to move. People just kind of know. Um, and, like, people are like, oh, my gosh, how do you not bump into people? But um, they just they get out of the way. They know. It's magic. Uh, <laughs>
0: Tom, I think we should have, like, a backwards walking contest. With no, we like did
2: that one year. Me and a friend. Well, okay, there was three of us. I didn't. I gave up. But there was two other guys, two other companies, uh, friends of mine. And neither one of them are around anymore. They literally did the entirety of October walking backwards, and they said it it hurt their legs in a different way, but it helped because um, it worked out their legs differently.
0: Okay, well, I wasn't going in that direction.
2: <laughs> just like um, just a straight down. No, Essex. I want like
0: an agility tournament thing, what, like like oh, a, like, like American the ballots, Ninja Warrior, man. yes, but tour guide <laughs> version. I think we could. Oh, we should do a tour That's guide the show. We should do a tour guide games. After October, all like we were just talking about the office before we got on here. Remember the office games that they have? Yeah, we could do backwards agility things. Oh, well, I'm gonna come up with something. I pride myself Hiding on in my the tunnels. <laughs> yeah, Whoa. find the tunnels. <laughs> Who can find the tunnels first?
1: <laughs> uh, so you've been a tour guide for going on two decades. Uh, you're also a practicing witch.
2: What does that mean? It's always funny when people ask me questions about witchcraft and they start with something so general because I'm like, I don't know how the hell to answer that. What does that mean? Well, I don't so, know. So I think the question is, I don't know what that means. So,
1: you know, I, like I have a, a vague idea. And on my tour, I talk a little bit. Um, typically, I'll sort of say like there's three kinds of witches. There's the historic kind of witch, which didn't exist. There's the pop culture kind of witch, which didn't exist. And then there's the modern practitioner of witchcraft, which does exist. And that's mostly the extent of my knowledge other than having a significant amount of friends who do practice in some way, shape, or form.
2: That's a good way to explain it, I think, but the three... But usually we oversimplify... I'll it even more Could like, imagine I'm talking to a little kid. Yeah. And say, like, this: the scary bad guy witches are the fake ones. Like the ni- real witches are the nice ones. That just really oversimplify it. But uh, <laughs> part of the job here is to, I guess, just, just not... Just so people... The main problem is people are afraid of witches, you know, uh, people who are interested and people who want to learn more or people who want to come to Salem because they're a witch or they want a psychic reading and all of that. Um, that isn't necessarily where my focus is. I'm more in the, I'm in like right on the front lines being like, we don't worship the devil. <laughs> like, hello, welcome to Salem from this crazy far off place. Who actually thinks we're evil? We're not, you know. Like the
1: the gentleman in the uh, uh, tan hoodies or mustard oh colored gosh, hoodies the, the other
0: day. The gang of them.
2: <laughs> oh. I don't know who explained to them that they were supposed to wear that color. I, I
0: what I find so ironic is the fact that you know we were going out and talking about the witch trials on all three of our tours. The Puritans were the bad guys. The Christians were the bad guys, and they yet they killed we, everyone. And and yet you have these preachers coming into town and preaching the gospel. And gosh, I just wish like that connection could be made.
2: The real trick I've learned is to focus on a part of the history that people have whitewashed over: uh, the Quakers and that how messed up the Puritans were towards the Quakers. Yep. And I think the average American should relate more to the Quakers than the Puritans um, because of, you know, just religious protest and freedom and all that stuff. But um, they get no credit whatsoever, right? And I have my theories about that, but let's not get too deep. Okay, (laughs) we'll do it right now. So I found personally through my research that there's like one of the major biases in colonial American history and learning about Puritanism and stuff. It comes from right after the Civil War era um, because the South used the Puritans being terrible as kind of propaganda against the North. So then afterwards, the North was like, nah, they're great. Thanksgiving is a thing. You know, Halloween time is the thing. Like, they started getting all these things. And a
0: hyper-nationalistic view Mm -hmm. after a um, separation of the literal country. So, of course, they're going to, like, triumph that early early Americanism, founding. Which is, you know,
2: definitely not siding, uh, you know, with them, but... It's like they at least had a point in one regard that the Puritans did suck, and now bec- just because they, you know, they were also terrible people, and then they lost the war and everything, it doesn't mean that we have to like rewrite the history. And I feel like we, it, it's it the, the country's allowed it to happen, and it's really annoying to me. Uh, oh yeah,
0: people forget that history is you know everyone says history is written by the victors, and it's true, but every piece of history that we consume is filtered through some perspective and that and and we are we experience even today in salem we have false stories false legends that are being created on a yearly basis and then populating throughout the town and then people take it with them so now we have these things about salem that aren't real whatsoever like
2: my friend accidentally mixed up a story years ago on a tv show and now i hear other guides telling it as if it's real and it's that if you see giles corey you die in 7 days like oh my god that's the ring <laughs> that's
0: the ring <laughs>
1: so oh my god i think at some point over the summer uh, this american life did an episode on like the legend uh, uh the idea of uh, supernatural ghost hunting and tour tours in the united states and I literally just heard about this. I think yesterday my my guide, Caroline, was like, you need to listen to this because it propagates or how these false na- uh, narratives propagate, especially when it comes to paranormal stuff. People are like, oh, this picture. And then there are companies that then tell your tour guides, you say, I saw last year, right? So then you have eight guides out there being like, last year when I was walking downtown, I saw this thing. And then it becomes a game of telephone and someone else overhears yep. that. And, and then 10 years later... We have issues. And she was telling me um, about how uh, she used to work at the Stanley out in Colorado and how the guy who ran the ghost tours there made up stories that people now tell. This was like 10 years ago. She (sighs) literally now tell as this is the fact. This is it. And she's like, no, no. My boss told me he just made that up. And that then becomes ingrained...
0: In, this, in the culture and the fabric of the city. And yeah. that is what has happened this is here Salem. There's a good example yeah. of
2: that. Years ago, it was specifically on... <laughs> tours. Someone said they smelled apples. And then they were like, oh, this might be where Bridget Bishop's apples tree was growing or something. And then that has... I hear everybody telling that story. Everyone smells apples around here. Uh-huh. Like, yeah.
0: I say it on my tour and then I'm like, oh, wait, there's a bakery right there. And, and there, like, yeah, that's it's what even, it is. That's the real yeah. thing.
2: There's literally a bunch of restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs>
0: even when like the ghost adventures or no, it was ghost hunters came in taps. They went to the Lyceum and they were investigating the supposed claims of apples being smelled and They open up the closet, the utility closet, and there are chemicals and like cleaning products in there that give off an apple scent. It's like it's (laughs) just that simple. Or I'm sure they had an apple dessert at some point as well. So, Mm. you know, I like to on my tours, I dabble in just a little bit of the ghostly stuff. It's more of, like, believe it if you want. These are the supposed claims, but here is a logical explanation to uh, kind of dispel them. When I worked <laughs> for... Pre- in, <laughs> in the past,
2: I've had to do that at other companies, uh, and now I'm I'm so done with that. I'm so done with the ghost stories. Yep. Like, yep. at the beginning of my tour, it's part of my introduction to talk about how much I'm so sick of the ghost story nonsense. Um, like, I, like... Don't get me wrong I like like I like a ghost story I'll sit down and read a Victorian you know ghost stories, but I'm saying like these. Look up in that window. Some people say they see a face or whatever. Like, do you ever see faces those, everywhere. those
1: pictures on the Facebook groups? I'm sure you do. Oh my god, I hate them so much. <laughs> where, where they'll be like, I was at the ropes mansion, I think, or the House Seven Gables, and they'll just circle a window, and they're like, yeah. Oh no, are you talking sad? about like this morning? What? Yeah, there's one today. No, yes, you no, saw the, it today. Is what? The, you, yeah. the, the, what did you say? Hold on, the galloping horse. Yes, no,
2: that's a Daria quote. They said, "What do you see in the window?" I see that. I said, "I see a herd of ponies frolicking beautifully across the field." It's, a, it's an old quote from Daria. Yeah,
1: great. yeah. But they're like, they'll just take a picture, and be like, "Does everyone see this?" And everyone's, I, I think like ninety percent of the comments are like, "Oh my gosh, where, where do you?" T-? And yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the picture, being like, I, I
0: I I was giving a tour in front of the ropes mansion and you know, we all know the ghost story, Abigail, her dress catches on fire. She dies from her uh, injuries. I had two girls on tour and they go, Oh my God. Oh my God. Is that smoke? Is that smoke? And I look behind me and it was like the steam coming up from the HVAC system or whatever. (laughs) I should have
2: just shrieked.
0: I I did. I played into it. I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, it must be. Oh, it could be (laughs) Abigail. And then it stopped. And then they're like, oh, my God, it stopped. It stopped. Yeah. That's when you
2: pretend you did it with your witch powers. So
0: easy. So easy. Is that what you do?
2: (laughs) No. Well, I like to mess with uh, when I check people in for the tour. I look at the list and I see how many people are in each group or something. And if everybody's checked in, that's a certain amount. I see it says there's a party of three. Yep. Yep. Tom, I do the same thing. I'm sensing an M. Oh my God. I <laughs> an M. I do that thing you know and then I, I explain to I them don't. how those things are all a scam so
0: actually that's better than what I do I just say I'm not psychic I have a list but that mark um,
2: Margaret Mar- Mar- is there a mark no it's like I, I like as a as a skeptic um, you know and I do have a lot of friends that are psychics and do readings and stuff like that in Salem there are the those certain ones that I I hate and I have no patience for and those like you know TV ones and the self-help ones and the, like those oh my gosh I don't know at what age you guys are but there was that whole phase of them that happened where they were just standing in front of an audience and do cold reading oh, on an entire I, audience yeah. and people really believe that nonsense and it's just so annoying and well the the way they do that is uh just with a uh, very easy plants so that, well, that they'll too, have, yeah. So you have but a big cold l- reading is sufficient if you have a whole cr- whole crowd of people. Someone's gonna have an M, and it's someone died. But, but also, what they everybody do, has a, someone named Mike that who, died. Who
1: was the big <laughs> famous one? The blonde. No, the, he, the the guy. Oh, I hate oh. him. Anyway, so what he'd do is he'd have plants in the line. And he'd be like, "Oh, Sarah, you're what are you here for?" It's like, "Oh, I'm hoping to get in touch with my grandmother." like, "Oh, your grandmother?" Like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, well, oh, and then, then the plant would within, then go yep,
0: to him, yep. and then he would bring it up be like, in the presentation. An S, there's an S, Sarah, Oh, that's so messed up, looking... dude! That's that is that is <laughs> benefiting off of people's grief and trauma, just like they were doing back in the spiritualism yeah, days. Yeah. Equally is effed up. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. But that's literally how they do it. And they, they, of course, had all the names of all the people who bought tickets. And so then it's very Ew, easy. you
0: can just research Yeah, them. Yep, You can yeah.
1: Facebook
2: someone.
0: Yeah. I'll so, be honest. My most recent reading with someone in town, and I'm not going to say who it was, but they've been on you know all the TV shows. They're pretty well known. I was like, if I'm going to go back to a psychic, I want it to be... A well vetted one, and I was severely disappointed with my reading. She told me I that I know
2: who it was. I'm just guessing <laughs> I, because I'm
0: psychic. I'm. I'm going Oh,
1: Corey, it you're you're sensing. I uh,
0: I was told that I am a. Re- I am reincarnated from one of the victims of the Great Molasses Flood in Boston, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my God, that's so funny!" Because like the anniversary was yesterday, and. She tells she like gives me a brief description of the person. She's like it's a young teen, like a preteen girl, twelve years old. Uh, she's Hispanic. So then I go to Google yeah, after I leave. That's easy to research. I look up Great Molasses Flood, and there is a list of victims. I was like, you bitch! All you had to do was she probably read the article recently, and was just like, mm, I'm just gonna pull this out and throw this at her. Like it was just so
2: you can't. Oh didn't realize you were a real historian. You can't, uh, they they thought they got one on you. Oh my God, that is too funny.
0: Really, really frustrating to experience. You know,
2: as a a, a skeptic um, and a, like, kind of from this more Satanist perspective, when I do tarot readings, I just imagine that they are random cards that give you random advice and a random stuff happens. And he's like, oh, I wonder if this applies to my life. And sometimes it doesn't and sometimes it does. But if you're doing a reading for someone else and you do literally that, they sometimes just make those connections on their own because they want to. Mm -hmm. So it depends on who the person is and why they come to Salem to get a reading. If they walk in and they're like, this is my goal or this is the way they're thinking, they're really truly a believer, doesn't matter what cards you put down, they're going to make those connections, right? Um, Even just, you know, completely in a non-supernatural, you know,
1: way. Yeah. Sometimes people are just waiting Mm. For what they need to hear,
0: the confirmation yeah. that they don't they have they don't have within themselves, which or at least they don't to think the, they do. The
2: photos, the, the I mean, have you ever heard the the p- periodolia? Or what's it called? Do you know the word periodolia? I'm blanking. It sounds familiar. It's the the idea that just you know, uh, the way that the human brain works. Oh, when that we you, see faces. You see faces, and then the second thing is usually trees. So mm-hmm. if you look at something like you can literally look just into anything. And you're going to see a face. But if you're more of like a skeptical person, you understand that. So you don't necessarily see it. Um, but people who aren't aware like all you have to do is go into those groups where people are posting those ghost photos and say the word period just post the definition right and it it just it just spreads the awareness a little bit more and you just create more people that understand you know
1: (laughs) you always see faces I remember I when I was younger I had a
2: this one right there oh my god (laughs) the
1: the popcorn ceilings you know I'm talking about yeah so it looked like this and like
0: I love those
1: (laughs) but in the (laughs) darkness like raining red I would just stare at the ceilings and faces would like come and go yeah. as my vi- as I start to fall asleep you know you just
0: And we wonder why these girls went nuts <laughs> back in the 1690s. So you just brought up satanism. Can you give a, a probably not an easy definition to give but a simplified definition of satanism for our listeners?
2: Well, satanism is about well there's there's a lot of different types of satanism. And some of them are very different than others. and I've subscribed to the beliefs of the Satanic temple where but in general, Satanism is about embracing the stigma of Satan um, and you know just embracing it really. Um, and what you do after that kind of depends on the what type of Satanism it is. For the Satanic temple, it's what people, it's, it's influenced by what some people call like Luciferian concepts. And one of the easiest ways to explain it I've found to tourists is to say that it's kind of like the, you know, the story of Prometheus stealing fire from the gods and giving it to man. Mm-hmm. We look at the figure of Prometheus as like Satan in our, um, you know, mythology. And Zeus is like the Christian god. And, you know, when you hear about Greek mythology, how Zeus is kind of a dick. Yeah, you
0: know, he's not a nice guy. So this
2: is, we we look at the... Christian God, mythologically speaking, more in that way. Of course, we don't actually believe in this stuff, but it's the mythologically speaking; those are the bases for it, and and then also, of course, the hope. I mean, you are familiar with Hawthorne's era of literature mm-hmm. and poetry, all around there, from from Hawthorne himself to Lord Byron to, of course, Mary Shelley. Um, all of that is. Uh, the way that those stories kind of uh, subverted these concepts uh, and that that kind of romantic, that what we call the romantic Satan, uh, you know, is what uh, a lot of the Satanic Temple's beliefs are based on. Romantic Satanism, some people will call it.
0: So just to confirm, there is no real Satan, like, a, like an actual figurehead, literal. Yeah, the right. Satanic
2: Temple uh, is completely non-theistic and does not have any supernatural aspects whatsoever. And that's one of the things that really attracted me to it because um, being a witch for so many years, and I love science. And for me, science always comes first, but people just sometimes will be like, oh, everything happens for a reason. And I'm like, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Sometimes stuff, or they'll be like, that happened because you're a Capricorn. And I'm like, I can't deal with so much <laughs> of that stuff. Oh, so the too. Satanic <laughs> Temple kind of is more about, it, you know, it helps me balance, you know, personally, science uh, into things. And so, like, one way I personally, um, rectify those beliefs is to like, witchcraft is about honoring nature, um, and always doing what nature, never going against nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the important tenets of the satanic temple is never to go against science. So to me, I just consider that nature and science are the same thing. I don't go against nature. I don't go against science. Uh, mm-hmm. so it helps.
0: I gosh, I love that. And I think and the, that's a misconception that a lot of people come to Salem with, like this idea that the Satan, satanic temple is bad in some way or uh, evil or worship About people coming to Salem. No, some, no you say that but Okay. There's okay. some dude, there are some people that come to Salem who have no idea what this town is like and and I can always tell cuz I ask everyone when I check them in, you know, what do you think of the city? And I'll get usually one or two on every tour. It's interesting and I have to say you know interesting in a good way bad way and you can just tell by their faces and their expression that they really didn't know what they were signing up for and actually I had a mother and daughter recently she was celebrating I think her 13th birthday she really wanted to go to Salem she was definitely an up-and-coming goth child and the mother asked me point blank is it okay if I take her to the satanic temple? That's something that she really wants to do. She just turned 13. Do you think that would be appropriate? I said, absolutely. Like it's, it's an art gallery. You should take, you should take the walking tour. I think she would very much appreciate it. Um, It's not some type of, you know, evil headquarters here in Salem. It's actually a really educational entity. So I hope they went.
1: And also the, the, Tenants, I, and I can't remember what they are, but I've, you know, glanced the website a few times of the Satanic Temple are like, you know, independence of thought, independence of self, uh, you know, free
2: thinking.
0: Don't harm others. Yeah,
1: you know, and, and those sorts of things. And you're like, well, I think that's just some good general life advice. Yes. <laughs> um, one of
2: the the easiest to, one of, one of the things that people often get hung up on is most people are only familiar with the Church of Satan, which you know, to really oversimplify for people who aren't aware. Um, And, you know, the one way of looking at the Church of Satan, people, that's the the old black and white videos with the Anton LaVey, he's the bald dude with the goatee. Everybody Mm -hmm. kind of seen some of those videos or whatever. The biggest difference between them and the satanic temple besides a lot of controversial stuff is that they did not believe in charity um they didn't believe in helping others so there uh, it was more just about the self whereas the satanic temple we embrace the um the symbolism of Satan as a rebel in order to do charity and you know activism and work and stuff like that so most people only hear about the satanic temple because of our weird activism and they don't even get we're a real yeah. religion
0: which is great I gotta say Sweet. the work that they've been doing this year this past couple years with reproductive rights and minorities it's just it's you guys. there's like, some
2: geniuses up in up in like I got the some billboards, I, I, the some billboards. The people I talk to I'll have a conversation with someone that makes me feel like an idiot 30 seconds there's some smart people in the satanic temple
1: I I think one of my favorite things is I'll occasionally see uh, an interview with Lucian oh he's a riot and like on like Fox News or
2: something and these he goes into the he goes into the pits to the trenches (laughs) oh my he's out there
1: he just tears them and like the only critique I have I think is that when he tears them apart sometimes they don't even realize it he is so much more intelligent and clever than these people that what he's saying to them is just over their head, and they just don't
2: even get it. He'll just be like, "I agree," and smirk, and little wink. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, those, those are those are pretty good.
2: Yeah, and he's a uh, you know he's not like a, a leader, but he you know he's like a uh, what is it called? Spokes you know, a, a reluctant. spokesperson like people kind of make like he kind of never wanted to be on the news as much he's just so good at it everybody makes him yeah um but yeah like most geniuses um that you i don't know if you've ever met really smart people when you talk to them in real life all he does is make fart jokes and (laughs) it's you know just all jokes
1: (laughs) yeah i met him a couple times he's he's a funny guy but then to see him and you're just like man they just don't get it they just don't even clock like th- some of the, like the shade and the insults and like the subtle things he's saying like they just they just don't get it
2: it's, it's that's, that's once people catch on on uh, to how weird the everyone in the satanic temple is and they see that we're just weird interesting people they see that our activism is weird and interesting and then that they get hung up on that and that's like people think we're like the flying spaghetti monster mm. like no, no fsm no. yeah <laughs> we're not like we they're great don't get me wrong I mean, We're you can wear a that.
1: colander on your head whenever you want. <laughs> yeah,
2: this is it's a real thing, but we get them. Like, so some of the activism can be similar to that type of stuff, so people get confused, and that 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 gets annoying. But I've been out there trying. I mean, I just did a lecture the other day about uh, the title is Nathaniel Hawthorne, America's first goth, and <laughs> it was essentially love that. about his influences on Satanism in general. Uh, you know.
0: It oh, was pretty fun. Kind of bummed I missed it now.
1: <laughs> the amount of things I miss in this city are staggering. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, there's I, only one of us. I try to go to all the things and every weekend I'm like, oh, I missed that. I missed that. I couldn't go to that. This
2: was like an online thing with the Albany Satanic Temple. People. Very cool. Yeah. I, like I, 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 you know, I'm not used to doing interviews like this. It's funny to like talk or whatever. It's usually I just, in literally speaking to a camera for an hour. I've Mm -hmm. gotten so used to it during, especially during COVID. And I got all the, you know, camera stuff at my house and the light in my eyes. And, but I I do like the chat you know, when you're doing a lecture, Mm -hmm. I always like to leave the chat on and respond to people that are talking to me.
0: So you still have that interaction. Yeah, a little bit. You still need to see their faces.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a, a favorite subject to lecture on to talk about something? It's yeah. like, like near and dear to your heart. Like this is, this is the, that you it, changes.
2: Get it changes over the years. You know, my passions, they shift and move, but, and then it's good because, um, I have a nice database of cool classes and things. Luckily nowadays you don't have to try to save stuff. You, if you just create things, you're, you're lucky on certain apps and things, it just mm-hmm. saves it for you. So I realized that after I had done like a lot of lectures and classes and stuff like, years ago that they that I still have all my notes uh, they because it saves and transfers to the next thing and I still have like um you know all my di- like I have everything so give me a subject I'll go right now <laughs>
0: <laughs> well actually I have a question for you so you've been a tour guide for two decades now can you give us some wild horror stories you've seen on the uh, the streets of Salem
2: Oof, wild stories. I mean, honestly, the wild stuff is the stuff that, you know, you see kind of more often and you get used to. Like, I mean... Wild is a, a bachelorette party, which we've all had to <laughs> deal with that. And yeah, that's, that's normal for normal. us. Yeah. yeah. So what is wild? Um,
0: Any, like, absurd drunkards on the oh, tour? Wow. I, Have you ever gotten, like, a really um, fire and brimstone Christian on tour that wants to, like, argue with you? Not really.
2: They no. usually, you know, m- the crowd freaks them out. Some, You know, they don't uh, want to. And that's one thing I've noticed when, say, you know, for instance, when a drunk person does interrupt me. Is if you ignore them, sometimes it works. But sometimes, if you give them attention and you talk to them, and everybody pays attention to them for like a full five or ten seconds, they get what they need and they walk away. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, I was in the middle of a walking tour years ago, and uh, someone wearing a mask. So you know, they're wearing a mask; they feel like more anonymous, a little more empowered. Yeah, <laughs> they came up with a little Chihuahua uh, doll that humped the air and went, and it was like a little like electronic. Chihuahua doll, oh. and I'm standing there talking to a group of like 40 people, and the guy just, you know, or whoever, just walks up to me and puts the Chihuahua on my shoulder, and it's humping and going.
0: Eee! Oh my god! And I was gosh. just like, ah,
2: that's funny. And then I continued to speak to my group, and he wouldn't leave. And I was just like, all right. And then after a minute, I was just, you know, all right, everyone. Hey, everyone, pay attention to this guy right here with the dog. He's been waiting all day to make this joke. Let's give him a round of applause. I Thank love you. it. And he literally bowed and walked away. <laughs> Um, and with children, uh, if, if, if there's a little kid on your tour that's being loud in the stroller and they, they won't stop talking, you just in the middle of speaking about whatever you're speaking. Just stop and turn to them and be like, everybody, this kid wants attention. Everybody look at them. Make everybody in the group look at the kid and they like, hi, everybody point, clap. And, and the kid gets so freaked out that everybody's looking at them. They're like, you know what? I don't want attention anymore. Oh. They wanted attention. Let's give it to them. Wow. I don't know if I'd make a good dad, but <laughs> <laughs> it works on tours. No, and I, the ki- the parents always laugh. You know, I've had kids
1: who like interrupt, kind of. You know, sometimes like oh, they'll like little side commentary. Yeah, and then sometimes like you'll ask a question, and and they be like yeah, and I'm like oh, what's the answer? And they're like,
2: give them attention. I I, I don't know. I yep, forgot. Put them on the spot. <laughs> yeah. see,
0: I like to do that. I don't usually get it with kids so much, but um, jerk adults usually middle-aged males you know it's interesting intelligence
2: does that happen does that happen as often to you Jeff that's weird it doesn't really middle-aged men really aren't rude to me on my walking tours often I wonder what it is about Jeff and I different from you that it you're being
0: sarcastic right now right okay good thank you (laughs) (laughs) like
2: it makes (laughs) like I'm kind of (laughs) mad like it's
0: it's it's (laughs) insane I every day that I walk up to a tour I can and it, and I'm so good at reading people. I was thinking about this today. My job you is no longer <laughs> the performance. Uh, obviously, we've been doing this for years at this point. That's easy. It's about reading the audience and seeing what they want and what they like to make it a better tailored experience for them. And part of that is sizing up everyone that you're checking in. And unfortunately, they're sizing you up too. And I get it, (laughs) like they're paying money to be there. And I get that there are a lot of not so good tour guides out there. And you're right to be skeptical, but it is frustrating to know that I know that some of that skepticism comes from the fact that I am a young blonde woman. What on earth can this girl tell us about history? When in reality, I I honestly thought about carrying around many versions of my resume oh my to God, pull out of really. my pocket and be like, if you are going to question my intelligence, like, here you go. There's, you know, this, uh, there's oh.
1: this girl on TikTok who you might appreciate. Um, she's an author. I, I can't remember. Uh, Piper.
0: I already Piper. love the name.
1: Anyway, she has a master's in folklore.
0: Oh, I think I've seen this
1: chick. And she'd be like, "Hi, Piper, masters." Yep. And, in, she, and she holds lists, it up. Oh, yes, yep. yes, yeah. Yes. And yep. she's like, "Yep, yeah, this is it. Cool, okay." And then yes. she like literally takes her masters, and, like just throws it to the side. But she's like, "Now we can talk." <laughs> but like that's how it starts. Be like, "Hi, Piper, masters in his uh, masters of <laughs> folklore." Keep going. And I'm always like, "Got it."
0: And it's not just the piece of paper, right? But I do have the cred, like, well-rounded. You know, we have the podcast now. And I save the podcast stuff for the end. I don't want to, like, boast about it in any capacity. And I try to let my... Presentation speak for itself Mm -hmm. at this point. I don't even tell them my credentials until a couple stops in. You I used to
1: start with that.
0: I used to start with that, and now I think I have enough confidence where I'm just ready to take it. And if they're not ready to jump on, then Mm -hmm. you know you will in a couple stops. You're just gonna (laughs) miss out on the first couple uh, details. There are men that don't make eye contact with me. They refuse to until usually the end of stop one. They'll warm up by the end of the tour, and you can see it. They. Realize that they were wrong, then Mm. they have to process, and sometimes it ends up being like nice money wise because they feel bad, (laughs) so they give me more. (laughs) I love
2: when 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 it comes to witchcraft and Satanism, (laughs) I have that happen where I have the people who are very skeptical, and then by the end of the tour, they're like, "Oh, it's always good to see." Like I've learned a little
1: something. Yeah, Yeah.
0: the light bulb goes. I think the other
1: thing that you have to contend with is the amount of unqualified individuals there are out there yeah so like not only are you fighting their ingrained um
0: misconceptions misconceptions
1: and, yeah. but probably 90 percent of the times that they've taken a tour they they come up and there's some person in like,
2: their pajamas
1: right mm-hmm. and they're like and they're like oh god here's another one and you're like great now carrying take a this. glow stick <laughs> 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 no idea who you're talking about it's oh. like
2: eight, eight i
1: don't know why tour
2: guides decided it was okay to wear their pajamas to work recently. I have
1: no idea I would die I can't mm-hmm. even I'm like <laughs> but yeah so then you're also having to fight that like the, the their other prior experiences yeah which is like also
0: and,
2: a pain in the ass
0: it is what it is but well
2: i've noticed one of the fun things and i think we were discussing this earlier before we started that uh, my, like I work for a few different companies, right. And one of them with the satanic tour, the name already is a filter. Yeah. Um, so
1: people. you're not getting whatever the rant. Oh, I just need a last minute tour.
2: I just need well, a I this. Well, I do. Tour. Cause I have the cheapest tickets out of everyone in town. Okay. <laughs> so I do end up with last minute people, but they know, they see the word Satan. They come in with an open mind. Um, they're at least understanding like some weirdo goth dude's going to be their tour right. guide. But then, for the, for the other company I work at, I will get the 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 normies or mm-hmm. whatever, and the the Joe Six Pack types or whatever, <laughs> the people that will they they saw a documentary that oh the witch trials didn't even happen here or oh, it was just fungus or oh you my know, gosh whatever.
0: every day every day so
2: those types were you know the know it alls uh, I I
1: swear <laughs> I can hear. The tone of ergot in people's voice
2: before they ask the question, so they're like, That's how you pretend to be psychic, too. That's another one.
1: I have a question, and I'm like, Nope, you're wrong, right? (laughs) Right, right, and like, I don't know what it is, but it's because you've been doing this. I picked up on it. I'm like, Wait until 20 years, you're gonna ask about ergot. I know it. I can hear, like, Yeah, I have a question. I was like, Nope, you're wrong, and they're like, What? And I was
2: like, Ergot's not a thing, and they're like, What?
1: Yeah. I think I I'm can. Se- you go <laughs> I'm
2: sensing someone's <laughs> then, gonna say something with an E yeah. that's fake and annoying. Is fungus is it
1: Yeah. Oh.
0: Oh, did I tell? I don't think I've mentioned this on the podcast yet. Oh my gosh! Have you? Oh, guys, I got the best explanation for the witch trials ever. So I give a whole, I dedicate a whole stop to theories on the trials. No, I've heard that multiple (laughs) times. So when ergot comes up, I usually hear like a variation of it. Some people just straight up say ergot poisoning. You'll get mold. Fungus, something on the grain, something on the rye, something on the bread. Then it devolves into like something in the water, something in the food. Lead poisoning, mercury poisoning has been a big one recently. Right. I, it is, yeah. And I've then the crowning jewel of them all. I cannot believe this came out of someone's mouth. Nuclear waste. Oh, that makes sense. I get nuclear it. waste. Yeah. Yeah. It is now an ongoing joke on the tour. Yeah. It's well, insane. Well, didn't,
1: didn't you know that the indigenous peoples actually had
2: nuclear power? Yes. That's yeah. where the, the creators of the Ninja Turtles got the story from Salem. <laughs>
0: oh. Really. that's It all makes sense now. Right. Giles Corey and his turtles. Oh, ah, Actually, it. no, tersals. I don't know. I'm still. I, we're gonna. We can't figure out that's a winter project. What, <laughs> what Giles Corey kept as a familiar, whether what, it was what two was suckling on his nipples, turtles. <laughs> Are we basing
2: f- this off of transcripts? Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, you, where, where? it's
0: called a tersal. It's written in the documents as a tersel and we thought that it may have been like a mis- uh, like a misprint, um, and it, it was supposed to be a turtle. And then so, one so of we our. went lip?
1: on being like Charles Corey, like the 80 year old man, has like two t- turtles suckling on his nipples.
2: So, like <laughs> what is, did you find out? What it is a turtle something? A, yes. A shrew of some kind? Yes, no. I knew no, it. No, no, I thought no? it was. A mouse? A
0: it's a type of bird.
2: A bird, bird not yeah. a shrew. Well,
0: isn't a shrew? No, a shrew is no, no. a. No, a like oh a my gosh, it's a rodent. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a male falcon.
2: Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Giles Corey's walking around with male. He's got falcons on his nipples. That's yeah. metal as hell. Yeah.
1: So two male
2: falcons. Just listening way. to Rob Halford walking around. Oh my God. So breaking says, the law. I'm breaking the law. More weight. More weight. Yes. So.
1: <laughs> so yeah, one of our listeners like wrote in they're like, hey. Not sure if you know this, we are listening to the episode, a turtle is a male, f- and we're like, oh my gosh.
0: So we even had, one of our listeners made us t-shirts that said, Giles Corey's Reptile Emporium. Because
2: he also had a snake. With
0: turtles on it.
2: Yes, there's like two turtles on it. Well, now the, it can just continue as a running gang. Oh, it's great. <laughs> oh, so But it, that
1: misinformation, now we have... Turtle nipples and wear an actualist falcon nipples and not the
2: stuff that people come up with though. I you just I read all it. I've read I probably read that myself before and just forgot it because my mind is piled full of so many other weird information. Like the stuff that happened during the witch trials that people just like don't mention, like the examples of how stupid the Puritans were that people just don't bring up. The men who lit Horses farts on fire and blamed their neighbor. No museum talks about farts. There is not one documentary, not one book I've ever read. I there, know
0: nothing about this yeah. There are two
2: yeah. pages of trial transcripts that you can read online. Dudes talking. They took a tobacco pipe full of tobacco, shove it in the horse's ass and light it. <laughs> get scared leave go back did it again flame shot up in the air both times they wanted to do it a third time the only reason they didn't is because the guy said it's it's Sunday we can't do it it's because it's God's day we can only light two farts or whatever but this is all during the they're testifying against Elizabeth Howe who was their neighbor so them lighting their own horses' farts on fire in their own barn somehow is the neighbor's fault. Why doesn't the witch museum, like, why don't they have a little display where kids can play with the little Bunsen oh, burner?
1: I think why oh. we know
2: why like they. Like, some farts. My gosh. That's, the children need to learn about the farts. The methane.
0: That's insane. <laughs> yeah.
1: And and then, of course. The nipple falcon.
2: <laughs> like, why don't we talk about, like, we're all adding this. Both of those are in all our tours from now on. <laughs> nipple falcons.
0: Nipple falcons. Tersals. Yeah. Tersals. Tersals.
1: And then, of course, I think that's where we get the uh, so, and then we get the issues with the, the execution of the dogs, which did happen. <laughs> Uh, they hanged the dogs.
2: But then there's the story that someone pointed that and said, this is where they hanged a horse. And it horse. was like just from a random what? piece of wood. Next to the witch house.
0: <laughs> the, no. And they, it's not they even hanged, big
2: enough. They, no. The sign from the witch house.
0: Get out of here. No, seriously. You're
2: lying. I'm not lying. You're they point, lying. They point the one at that's at right that. over yes. there. They point at the sign and like, a that's where they hanged a horse. Said yeah. a, yeah. a tour guide this or a random
0: bystander? tour guide. A tour guide said.
2: So the story got around because a few people heard someone telling this story. I heard it from a few people people
0: I have not heard this yet this is insane yeah.
2: so
1: I think we have the the horse farts and we have the which is true and the uh hanging and of, it all together. yeah and the hang of the dogs which is true and then some tour guide in front of the witch house said that they hanged the horse from the witch sign combining two different stories into one story in the absurdly wrong location. Well, let's be
2: clear for listeners, that would not have been a tour guide <laughs> from the Witch House. The tour guides <laughs> the tour guides from the Witch House would never say something that stupid. Yeah. It would definitely been some rando. <laughs> wow.
0: That's that's when it's super dicey trying to get a tour around this time. Mm-hmm. You get so many other companies coming out of the woodwork and sending out who knows who. And it
2: I don't it used to not be this bad. The the big companies in town in the past, they were at least still locals. Right. Now we have these Home Depot, Walmart companies of tours showing up, thinking that they're going to put us locals out of business with their terrible stories. Like, uh,
0: Yeah, <laughs> and we talked about it a little bit on the podcast in an earlier episode. I used to work for one of the Walmart companies. Oh, no. That was my first experience as a tour guide. I'm uh, glad that s- someone
2: scooped you up.
0: <laughs> oh, well, no I left voluntarily. I was there less than a year, and... Come to find out through the research on the podcast that some of the stories in their script mixed up us with Salem, Oregon. Wow. And some of those stories have now been populating through Salem and are urban legend, local legend. There are certain
2: companies that do it and don't care. So... There's like, I won't say the name of the company just because. So one of the companies, for instance, has, uh, you know, the name of the company is blank, but then they also will create a website for each city that they then open, then open up a tour company in. Um, and they'll send out guides and... Each of the guides, they start with a script that's the same script in every city. They su- they choose different locations and tell the same stories. And everywhere you go, there's a story about like a woman in blank color. There's oh always gosh. a story about a child who died in a fire. Um, there's always, a, there's this the same ones that you'll hear regardless of, you know, you're in Savannah or Salem or wherever. You're going to hear those same stories from those same companies and they don't care. And the people who show up don't care. The people, they get they sell out every night. Yeah. I s- uh, you know.
1: <laughs> wow. They just want their
2: ghost stories,
1: and, and that's it. Um, but then there's also other companies in town who are not these uh, big Walmart companies who also put out m- radical misinformation. I know there's a lot of tour companies that are local that
2: talk about the tunnels, miles of tunnels. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, Some of them just get confused because that one, there was one guy who used to be a tour guide in Salem who heavily edited Wikipedia. And (laughs) if you, if you try to use, um, you know, uh, stuff in Salem, if you're in Salem on your phone or if you're like, uh, there are IP blocks for people in Salem to edit on Wikipedia. Like, what? go try to become an editor on Wikipedia, and it's <laughs> difficult because of this one guy going in over and over, creating tons of different accounts, putting in all this false information about the tunnels and all this stuff. Yeah. Wow.
0: And, and that, now it's now it's part of yeah, local tours. And, 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 and now I, I
2: can't go in and edit Cotton Mather's Wikipedia entry to say that he was um, a propaganda artist.
0: Oh, it doesn't say that? I
2: try to remove the part where it's. it, it used to say he was a prolific pamphleteer. And I kept changing it to propaganda artist, um, and then it wouldn't let me. And then I noticed over the years it changed from prolific pamphleteer to prolific uh, prolific author. Whoa,
1: uh, okay. <laughs> um. He's the. Uh, but it's not just. That. I mean, people just come up with. Uh, there's a, a tour. It's a dramatic pause. I'm, I'm, I don't think I can say it like any subtly other than they they drive by, and. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> But as they drive by the town hall, I I hear them most days say that right there is where uh, the Sanderson sisters sang, I put a spell
2: on you. And I'm like, that's just not true. If they say it in a right way, they're not necessarily lying. If they say that's where the scene happened where. Because then te- in a technicality they're not necessarily saying it wrong. that was yeah. the scene setting for fine yeah. this no, is I... the exterior shot well, yeah. yeah if you get hung up on all like the little uh, things like that and people you kind of lose interest, I guess at some of the tours. but but I I, I like
1: it's more fun on my tour. To debunk that. I was gonna right.
0: say I I like crushing people's dreams Abso- at this absolutely. point. Absolutely. Just have a, say sorry, sisters. were never actually here. Yeah, they I talk
2: to yeah, dark history. None and of the I'm like, actors that they could pay, uh, that they had to pay a lot, got brought here.
0: Yeah. Why the would kids, they do that? They don't like care. it doesn't make sense logistically, yeah. financially.
1: I do it on my dark history tour, and I'm like, oh, sorry, you thought the dark history was like the the all the murders. It was ruining Hocus Pocus. <laughs> 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 Love that. <laughs> Sorry.
2: So my favorite thing about Hocus Pocus to bring up to people is that it was when Disney could get away with murdering a child in the first scene of a movie. Mm, sure. And wow. people don't remember that. And I like to bring that up on my tours. They literally kill a little kid and in suck the first her life out. Scene of the movie. Hey, it's the 90s, man. Whatever.
0: <laughs> it hey, was the Berlin
2: Wall's down. And, <laughs> they,
0: and they turn... <laughs> And they turn a guy into a cat to like trap him in there to live in an eternity. And of everybody
2: loves him so guilt. much, but the poor guy—he's
1: got to be living as a cat for three hundred years. I would be
2: chilling. Are you <laughs> kidding
1: me? I'd be up in a tree. There'll be some times when it wouldn't be so. For like winter, you gotta like make friends with humans. Easy. <laughs> it sounds like I got this.
0: So we have a couple questions that we like to ask all of our guests. I'm gonna start off with a big one. Who's your favorite witch? Laurie w- Cabot. Okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. That was fast. Most people have to think about it. What was gonna be the end of this question? Witch or <laughs> wizard. Oh word. Because <laughs> some people go like not real. Laurie Cabot. Like Cabot, Laurie Cabot. Pop culture. But we're going we're going real. She's
2: real and pop culture. She is I love that. Amazing. Uh, you yeah, know none of us you wouldn't be here none of i wouldn't none of us would be here yeah. if it wasn't for her um and not only is she a respectful witch but she has always been respectful about the history of the Salem witch trials and has always in every single interview that you'll find from her from the very beginning she always says you know the difference between real witches and the, what happened in Salem, and she's never confused or conflated it. And people think she does because they don't pay attention, you know. But um, and she's also I don't know, just a genius and awesome, and I love her. I could go on and on. Let's let's start from the beginning. So,
0: did you study under her? Practice under her? Are,
2: are, you are no, I'm not. A, I'm not initiated into her uh, but tradition. Uh, but yeah, I, she has
0: her own cabot.
2: I love. I go to all of her class, like any class or lecture or things that she has. I try to go to as many as I can because. Um, sometimes she'll do, um, her lecture for like half and then for the rest, she'll just like tell funny stories. Oh! Um, And after you go to a bunch of them, you know, you'll start to like, you know, understand like her stories better and stuff. I don't know. I love her. She's like, we, people should respect their elders more. I think, um, people should like sit in rooms and listen to their elders speak and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. She's got to be a wealth of knowledge and experiences. And she's funny.
2: She's, that's what I was what I was saying we were earlier. talking
0: about this before we came up here to the office to record how you were saying most successful people they got one thing in common they're funny when they- someone
2: was talking about politicians in, the, in in the within the context of the most successful politicians are the funnier ones if you take two presidential candidates at any point throughout American history you put those two presidential candidates up against each other the funnier one wins. Um, whether or not they're actually funny or not, in the case of Trump, exam, for example, Relative. people thought yeah. he was funny. So anyways, the... <laughs> Obama's a hoot. That's hilarious. <laughs> he I, he was really funny. is. Yeah. Um, he is so, But it, I feel as though that's true in literally any place. It's not just politics. It's uh, as a teacher, as a tour guide, or as anything, the, um, you're better at it when you're making jokes the whole time. And mm-hmm. I never yeah. thought about that until recently. I'm like, damn, all I do is make jokes. If you can make people laugh... That's why you're the the number one rated
1: tour in Salem. You are. Oh, we didn't even
0: mention that. You are number one on TripAdvisor. You've been since you started giving those satanic tours.
2: Mm. Yeah, we we took it,
0: I will say. Well, let me tell you. Fabulous.
2: When I worked for Spellbound Tours, they were number one in Salem. And then I stopped Mm -hmm. working there and I began working for a company called the Salem Witch Walk for about 10 years. And they were at number one on TripAdvisor for about 10 years. And I uh, left them and I started the Satanic Salem walking tours about five years ago. And we've been number one on TripAdvisor ever since. Um, but there are, there are some companies in town that, that say they're number one because if you s- click the sort button a different way, they get put at the top. Mm-hmm. But I'm really number one. They, they, they get put at the top for, uh, for ticket giving, sales. For money. Yes. Yeah. It's something beep. about yeah, the little asterisk says something about money. I don't get it.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> not And even if you click, So TripAdvisor sucks. That's what matters most. By the way, Vider sucks. Right. Don't, if anyone listening, always trust reviews on that website. But it's always more helpful to a small business such as myself if you go and actually purchase a ticket through the website. Yeah. Although we do love third-party ticket sales. Mm. They're great. Mm. (laughs) The amount of money they make.
1: But uh, I love them. Oh, love them so much. But if you go on to one of those websites like TripAdvisor and it lists all the different tours and some some will be at six, some will be at 15. You refresh the page and they're all different rankings, but you can click on the company name and see what number they are in Salem. And you are always number one.
0: You know what's screwed up too? If you, and I'll probably cut this out because we're just getting into logistics now. If you click on that because you have the opportunity, Mm -hmm. it will not bring up. 1 through 10 or whatever. Oh, it will not bring I, up the I've page, the ranks no, you, page. They, you you have to click on each one individually. It's insane. Yeah. And
2: there is no way to find the actual page. That's so fucked There's up. There's a link that they sent me. They said, if you want to see the way that it's set where you're number one at the top, um, here's this link. And they said, but... And even in the... Th- I can even I could show it to you, but the wording is essentially... But when a tourist does a search for things to do in Salem, that's not how it's going to show up.
0: It's unreal. They just
2: told me straight up. I'm like, thanks. Yeah, pre- appreciate it. So I post that link places. I save it on my phone and I just post it places. Is like that the link you're always posting? I, always I never click on it. The top it, 10, it's with me at the top and then the Smart. next person, number one. But <laughs> well, you're going to edit it. Number two yeah, underneath. Yeah. Uh, so I frustrating.
1: Uh, so we always normally ask like if you want to give a coffee recommendation or but. I'm going to preface this by saying, I don't think I have ever seen you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, without (laughs) a coffee in your hand. I literally
2: have one now. Ever in the middle of the winter, I drink iced coffee. With with a coffee in your hand, Mm -hmm. every tour, Every every tour, just
1: out. You are always. And it's not always the same. It's usually the same place, but it's not always the same place. See,
0: Jeffrey's a camel. He gets his liquid the day before and, like, hoards it. Yeah. We are normal people, and we bring beverages on tour with us to keep our whistles wet, right? Our to,
2: throat While I'm moist. speaking, my lips will get dry or my mouth will get dry. And it's also, you know, I just need something.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's nice to have, you know. I so use it as a cue when I'm about to finish a stop. I'll pick up my, pick up. yeah. Oh.
2: So do you have a, a
1: number one? Where Where is your... You're coming to Salem someone's like where do I get coffee? Where do you tell them to go?
2: The most important thing about getting coffee in Salem is just not is to go to a local business and not I just as long as I mean obviously tourists from somewhere far away they there's a novelty to Dunkin Donuts for some of them sure but It's, you know, don't go there. Don't (laughs) go to Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts. Go to one of the local places. And there's just there's honestly too many for me to, like, choose a favorite.
0: Do you Um, you shuffle through them?
2: I do. Whatever one I'm closest by, honestly. Um, Except for right now, I can't... The only place I cannot recommend for coffee is Gulu Gulu because you can't walk in and get it in October when they're busy and they only do cold brew. I hate cold brew. Mm. I want a latte. So... Everyone but them. But then in November, I do once again recommend Gulu Gulu again. But um, the yeah the well Front Street is right near where I begin my tour, so I usually go there. But um, they're a really small cafe, so I try not to tell too many people about them. Honestly, they also have some weird hours. That's true. And well, they started a a long time ago. The old owner he was like uh, he hated tourists, so he (laughs) he like curated the hours and over the years the business to that it's really just locals and uh, a lot of people who live in near, uh, who work in nearby offices will pop in there for their sandwiches for lunch and stuff but um he literally didn't want tourists and he would tell me like jokingly but he meant it he would be like wow. don't tell tourists about this place
0: uh-huh. like. <laughs> I kind of love that yeah I never go into Front street but so kind it of it's still
2: has a little bit of that vibe yeah. of, somewhat still so I try not to tell too many people about it because it's you know it's quieter
0: so I got another favorites question for you. Oh, um, so you need
2: to do intersection?
0: No, actually, <laughs> no. You would be a great person for this one. I wanted this to be on the interview question list from the beginning, and Jeffrey thought I was insane. And I so mean, I'll probably um, like it. But I'll, I have a favorite <laughs> intersection of Salem, and I don't even know if it's my favorite anymore because it's just too much now. Like I already know too much about it. I think I'm more looking for a quainter, quieter, mm-hmm. more charming intersection. Do you mean, but square. I get...
2: They're all old squares.
0: Yeah, exactly. They are. Yes. You're right. You're right. Intersection. So, come uh, on. True, true. But
2: you got to romanticize it. Essex.
0: <laughs> oh, so, so my favorite square is Essex and Washington, just yeah. because it's like the center of yeah. everything.
2: I used to live right in the building, right there above where Black Cat is now, where the army barracks was. Mm-hmm. I lived on the sixth floor, and um, my apartment was fairly small, so that was my backyard. I would literally, at night... For hours, uh, for many years that I lived there, I would walk out and I'd sit on the bench right there and I'd play my Nintendo 3DS or I'd read, uh, you know, Ray Bradbury or whatever. I literally read like ten books sitting on that bench over there. Wow. Uh, beating like a few old Final Fantasy games and stuff <laughs> like that. Like, um, but yeah, that was my my backyard. You know, now the common is my backyard. I live right near there. That's much. It's m- much quieter over there. I don't have to listen to the street preachers.
0: Mm. Greener over there as well. A little bit calmer.
2: Well, now that I have a dog, I don't trust any grass. I, uh, <laughs> I, I assume all grass has pee on it now. Uh, now that I have, have a dog, I'm like, oh, man, everything is gross, huh? <laughs> I never thought about that before.
0: Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so sorry Satan couldn't join us today. He's at the groomer's.
2: He's getting fancy. Fancy
0: for the season. Will he be joining you on your October tours as well? Yeah. Uh,
2: some Sometimes I see in the local tourism groups on Facebook, people ask advice about bringing a dog to Salem, and they'll say, in October, is it too busy to bring a dog? Or like, how are the crowds with dogs and stuff like that? And and I'll see people in the comments that will say, oh, I wouldn't do it. Don't bring your dog to Salem. It's too crowded and all this shit. I'm like, that makes me mad because it makes me think that those are the people who aren't going to be looking where they're going. And they think it's okay to step on my dog because it's too crowded. Like, mm. you better back <laughs> off. You better watch out. If you see a tiny little poodle in Salem <laughs> this October, you get out the way.
1: That's Get Satan. out the way. So, funny story. I don't... You, you were you're part of the story, I think I've told you is one day you're giving, you're starting your tour and I'm coming down to uh, old town hall and say hi and say hi and you didn't have your dog with you. so you'd <laughs> had him relatively he was relatively new. and I was like, I was like, "Hey Tom," I was like, "Where's Satan?" You're like, "Oh, he's at home." And I was like, "Didn't feel like coming out today." And he's like, "Nah, I was feeling a little tired or something." I'm like, "Whatever the interaction was." And, and you like, had a
2: whole group with you, yeah,
1: and I had a whole group with me. And then, and then I get to my stop, and there's a woman who goes, "I'm like, yeah. she's like, I, I assume Satan's a dog." <laughs>
2: like yeah we, like once again we forget how weird our lives are <laughs> so we get used to things and the casualness of it all it yep. comes across really really interesting yeah. to others and i was like oh yeah no i
1: guess out of context it would that, sound kind of weird it sounded a little strange
2: you know and it, speaking of context one thing i've been having this, these issues where if any any locals that are listening to this if you hear me making jokes out of context Please don't assume the worst, (laughs) Um, because people keep hearing me making a sarcastic joke or something, or saying something weird, and like getting angry. Like, and it's it it gets weird, and I see things, and you know, and and, it remind. Just a few years ago, I had someone, a local, someone who works at a local business, call up one of my business partners, um, and then even send them an email worded like all business language. Um, about how I talk about how the maritime era is boring and how how terrible it is f- to Salem, how dare I talk say that the maritime era is boring on my tour and literally started problems with one of my my uh, business partners um, because of they misheard something I said or didn't understand my sense of humor or whatever. Uh-huh. That's one of the that's one of the worst things about being a tour guide in Salem
0: is being um, misunderstood.
2: When people, well, then you can mess with people too. this is <laughs> this is the trick that you do. You wait until you see a local walking by that looks like they kind of don't like walking tours, and you just turn to whatever the nearest tree is next to you, <laughs> and you say to your group, "Here it is, where they hanged the people."
0: Oh my gosh!
2: Or you just turn, <laughs> or you just turn, and you say, "Over here is right where um, Ichabod Crane fought Frankenstein," um, and, and literally people look at you like they want to fight you. And then they realize that you're messing with them.
0: Oh, that's great.
2: Yeah, and it always gets a good laugh. But they will get mad at first every time, (laughs) which I guess they should. And I always warn people. There's a a reason that people are skeptical of tourist towns. Like, you kind of should be um, for... You know, a lot of people don't know that there's a fake rock in Plymouth Rock, for instance. Oh, no,
1: we talk. I talk about that. So I talk very I hate briefly that so about much. The, the pilgrims. And I was like, who's been to Plymouth? And I was like, most disappointing monument in the United States? Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's not real. It's most not.
2: importantly, it's absolutely not any rock of any particular note. It's just a rock. And they have it in a place and people take pictures. And so people come to Salem, they're skeptical. I can understand to a certain extent, you know. <laughs>
1: No, I've definitely had people like if you hear a snippet of something I'm saying for like ten seconds, and you don't hear the rest of it, like there's there's points where I will talk about and the witches and they, they from like the perspective of the Puritans and how right. they thought and of what these, they
0: actually believed and what in. they actually
1: believed, and I'll talk about like conflict with the indigenous peoples and then sort of just jumping off that and be like and the Puritans of course believe the attacks by the savage natives.
2: Someone might hear that out of context.
0: Yep, that happened to me on one tour. Most people don't know how
2: terrible the propaganda was from those people, specifically Cotton Mather. Cotton Mather himself, if you ask me um, through my research, I'm pretty sure he created the concept of like the savage native kidnapping women thing. Like I'm pretty sure he invented that um, out of, you know, Pure propaganda, pure nonsense. And yeah, it's important to get into how messed up they were to them. Uh, Culturally speaking, and like the way that they looked at them, not just, you know, looking at the wars and how this number were killed. The way that they were depicted uh, is also a good indication of how terrible the Puritans were.
1: But I I need to put that, and unfortunately, you only have X amount of time To have these conversations so and that's one of the ways that i try and filter it through i'll be talking about indigenous peoples and their land and the conflict and then i'll switch to be like in the puritans thought you know and i'll use other terms that if you're just
0: walking by it's gonna sound real bad but you have to you have to bring them to that mindset to explain why this made sense to them because they were so afraid. They had a total backwards understanding of other human beings and other different religious groups. And the
2: Anabaptists and the Quakers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really, really, really want tourists, uh, tour guides to begin talking more about the Quakers. Talk about how messed up the torture was. Boring a hole through the tongue of a Quaker. Mm. banishing, Banishing elderly people from the colony in the winter where they had nowhere to go. Making women walk behind a cart with their shirts off and being scourged as they walk. These these two Quaker women came to the New World to preach. They went from town to town to town in New England, and every judge kept giving them the same punishment. Whip them naked, walk them down the street, and then they go to another town and it would happen again over and over. <laughs> like,
0: that's a crazy story. And definitely not going to find in the history book Because now we
2: we're too nice to the Puritans. We're too nice. Screw those guys.
0: American exceptionalism um, at its but I best.
1: Think, I think we're just about uh, wrapped up here. So I do have one last and final question, which we do tend to ask most of our, our guests. Do you have any advice to impart upon our listeners? Whether that's coming to Salem or whether that's just general life, whatever. This is far too general of a
2: question. I literally don't know how to People answer People
0: take it and run with it in so many different ways. What speaks to you? What's your like mantra?
2: <laughs> we got him. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I don't Hail Satan.
2: Let me think. Why? Well, I, I mean, I, to to bring it back to what we were saying before, I guess approach things with a sense of humor.
0: I love that. There yeah. you
2: go. Yeah. Always approach things with a sense of humor. If you're if you're trying to learn, uh, if you don't like something or you do like it, whatever it is, just be cool about it. Just laugh a little. Don't be mean. Not mean sense of humor, but in a relaxed one. <laughs> That's uh, terrible advice. No, no that's, a, that's great advice. That's yeah. a I positive. That's think, basically, go smoke a blunt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think if more people approach everything with a, with a good sense of humor, I think And we'd, some
0: positivity.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: No, I agree. Don't take life too seriously.
1: Not at all. Anything else?
0: I think that's it.
1: I think that's
2: it. I don't want to wrap it up. the worst advice. But no, really it was not. Do I you feel want, like I should think of something better Do to you say, but think I just don't s- have that <laughs> <it. laughs> My advice, if you come to Salem, bring toilet paper.
1: (laughs) Also very good
2: advice. You might find me wandering around uh, this October charging people 20 bucks to come and poop at my house. (gasps) I'm just kidding. (laughs) People could, though. There could be people doing that. Someone
0: could make a business out of that.
2: (laughs) Definitely not legal. And your bathrooms. People are going to destroy it on purpose just to be funny. Um, But yeah, that's my advice. If you're a tourist and you're coming to Salem in October, bring your own toilet paper, <laughs> or one of those those lotas,
1: the, the little you can put in your bag, little little wet naps or something. To be fair, you know we have plenty of porta potties, but they and they are
2: cleaned, I think, every day. Are they? they? During October, they are fairly good about cleaning most of the porta potties in most of the locations. Yeah. You'll find that certain places get neglected more than others, and they'll be the ones that are in uh, neighborhoods that less tourists walk by or whatever.
1: Yeah, but for the most part, they are. But that doesn't always mean that someone didn't take the roll of toilet paper and you know chuck it into yeah. the into the porta potty. So, because people people be people, and
0: let's talk about poop.
1: More for the rest <laughs> of the. This is a great way to end the whole poop jokes. I yeah. think so, but uh, I think
0: yeah. Is that? I think I think we can cut it off. <laughs> <there>. Okay, <laughs> poop, poop,
1: poop. Yeah. P- pinch it off poop.
0: there. Oh Thank no! no oh my no, gosh, no, no. guys! How is this? This Poopity is not poop. Poop. all right. Poop, poop, poop. Thank you guys so Poopity much poop. for tuning uh, in once again. Thank you, Tom, for joining us today. Satanic
2: com. Oh, yeah, sorry. Do you have anything you want to plug or anything? I have so many things. So many things. But just the we- just SatanicTours.com. And my social media isn't me because I don't want people to, like, stalk me. So my social media is Salem Witch Wiles. It's about the wiles of the Salem witches. And and the wi- them wily witches.
0: Wicked entertaining, I must say. Mm-hmm. If you guys want to stay up to date on some wild things going on in Salem, follow Tom online.
1: Links in the show notes. But other than that, boopity boop. Poop, poop, poop. <laughs> Thanks for listening.
0: See you later. <laughs> <laughs>